Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Hey, what's happening, Rush Nation? It is a Strategy Points podcast. Sorry, this is a little late, but I promise you it's well worth the wait. Um, going to talk a little bit around uh, roster construction, a little bit on rest of season stuff, uh, then some wide receiver cornerback matchups uh, before getting into um, just a few more bits and pieces to know. This will get you everything ready you need for the weekend, ready for week 10 and beyond, just thinking about your playoffs, thinking about getting into the playoffs, etc. Talked about on last night's flagship show that we're getting to the point now where you actually need to roster two QBs. You actually need to have a second QB on your roster. Um, the position's bad. It's as bad as it's been for probably 20 years. Um, and that's no disgrace to the guys that are out there slinging it. It's no disgrace to uh, Tommy DeVito or um, Clayton Toon, although he won't be playing this week, or Aiden O'Connell or anyone like that. At the end of the day, the position is just not what we expected it to be. There have been so many season-ending injuries, so many injuries that have taken quarterbacks out for a significant amount of time. I had 10 rookies start this season, or it will be on Sunday when Tommy DeVito plays, which is the most that's ever happened in the NFL in its history. And that tells you everything you need to know, is that the position is just in a really, really poor state. A lot of talent has got injured. If you drafted the early and elite, it's paid off for you. Those guys have stayed healthy. If you drafted in the mid-range, you are really paying for it now. There aren't many guys left in the mid-range that are producing decent results, and a lot of those guys have got injured. So I, it's a tough place to be. 
if you have one of those elite quarterbacks that are on by for the rest of the se- uh, have a buy left for the rest of the season, rostering a second QB is not a bad way to go if there's one worthwhile picking up. So if there is a Kyler Murray in your league, if there is a um, a Sam Howell available in your league, if there is one of these quarterbacks available in your league, they're worth picking up because the alternative would be someone like an Aiden O'Connell, like a Tyson Bajet, who, who won't be playing for much longer. I mean, Justin Fields will be back soon. Um, you know, I for me, the line of demarcation is Josh Dobbs. He's probably the last quarterback who I think has some appeal and is worth playing. I think everyone below him really becomes uh, to the point where you can't play them um, unless you absolutely have to in your quarterback slot. So I think you're at this point now where you need to roster a second QB. If you have and you've kept a second quarterback, quarterback on your roster or you did something with Kyler Murray and you kept him on your IR activated good for you you know you forward planned um you've taken risks it's paid off and it's not the way I would traditionally play fantasy football but luckily for me I did stash a lot of Kyler Murray last round pick went with the mid-range quarterbacks in a bit of a situation Kyler Murray might come out and bail me out this week in a few leagues I've got two on by I've got Kyler Murray so all of a sudden it, it, it starts to look like a strategy that could work if you went down that route, but I've got other leagues where I'm starting Taysom Hill at quarterback this week. By the way, Taysom Hill at quarterback is not a bad option in comparison to some of these other positions. So if you've got Taysom Hill on your roster in your your league format, and I believe most of them do now have quarterback tight end for Taysom Hill, I would start Taysom Hill over most quarterbacks below, below Josh Dobbs. I would say that even there, I'd say Taysom Hill over Josh Dobbs could be pretty close. But I think definitely over Aiden O'Connell, definitely over Tommy DeVito, definitely over a few of these options. If you picked up or if Taysom Hill is available and can play quarterback, line him up there. He might you know, not play the traditional quarterback sense, but if he gets you 15 points and you get you out of a week, so be it. That's ultimately the plan. So I think you've got to start thinking about getting those guys, uh, getting a second quarterback on your roster where possible. Because if something happens, you, you know, your season could go up into in, in flames. So try and get a second quarterback on your roster. We're at the point now where nearly half the quarterbacks are almost not startable for fantasy football. We're not quite at that stage yet. Probably have about 10 that aren't, but then any more drop off and we're we're in we're in some trouble. Let's get into uh running back. I talked about handcuffs, and I still think there's some handcuffs. I still think Rico Daddle is, is someone that should be rostered. I still think Zach Charbonnet is someone that's gonna get more work going forward. A couple of guys to add, and Tajay Spears to talk about. A couple of guys to add to your list. Uh, Ty Chandler is a big one. So, uh, you know, Cam Akers is down. Alexander Matheson isn't running the ball well. He is someone that you need to consider. I talked about this on last night's show. He is someone you need to consider as a as a running back handcuff. There will be the opportunity there for him if Alexander Matheson continues to carry the ball at 2.8 yards per carry. It's not good enough. It's not going to continue to be good enough. He is someone that you need to consider going out there and getting going forward. Uh, it's it's a big it's a big one to go for. So ultimately, that's that's one you've got to get. And then the second the second sort of type of running back you can get is start having a look at these these running backs who potentially. Uh, are going to climb in share. So, you know, I still think that Roshan Johnson in Chicago will rise to the cream of the crop. Um, so he's someone that I'd be keeping an eye on. Look at players who, with a couple of decent outings where there is an ambiguous ambiguous situation, that there could be a rise. Um, and so, you know, those situations 
could happen. Um, you look at potentially, and I'm not saying you necessarily pick them up now, but you look at the Bills situation, um, you look at Houston situation, you might see some seed changes, although I'm not too bought into the Houston situation. They do tend to pass the ball a lot more. So I don't really, not really bothered about who the lead back is there. They're not going to get me where I need to get to. Um, so there's a few situations, a few tactical points to, to look at. Um, but start planning ahead for your bye weeks now. Quarterback, wide receiver, um, running back. And it takes me on nicely to um, to these positions. If I start looking at potentially uh, the next few weeks uh, from scoring in a position, uh, who's got the sort of best schedule going forward um, and the most favorable. So, uh, you know, I'll do this sort of position by position. I'll, I'll name sort of... Uh, the top five and uh, the top five and then the the, the bottom five really is, is kind of how I look at this. So um, getting you through to, to week 15, these quarterbacks have the best schedule for the next five weeks. So Brock Purdy, uh, Lamar Jackson, uh, Jared Goff, Deshaun Watson, and then Josh Dobbs. Um, God, we'd love to have had... Uh, <laughs> We'd have loved to have had Kirk Cousins here with this schedule coming up. Um, that's followed by Aiden O'Connell, uh, Jordan Love. So if Jordan Love's available in your league, I'd definitely be looking to pick him up. Um, it's definitely looking good for him. QBs with the hardest schedule actually don't need to worry about this because they do have the hardest schedule, but ultimately they're, they're the best quarterbacks in the league. Um, so Trevor, Trevor Lawrence has the hardest schedule, followed by Jalen Hurts followed by Justin Herbert, followed by Joe Burrow, followed by um, uh, Patrick Mahomes after this week. But some quarterbacks I'm going to highlight for you now. Josh Allen's also in there at 26th, uh, hard schedules. But some quarterbacks here I will start labeling for you. Um, Baker Mayfield, Tyson Bajit slash uh, Justin Fields. Uh, and then whatever's going on, whether it's going to be Matt Stafford or Carson Wentz, um, so, you know, there are some players there who've got some difficult schedules going forward. So keep an eye on those, especially those of you in, in super flex leagues, uh, when it gets to running backs again, this is just taking you through to, to week 15 and I'll do fantasy playoffs, uh, in a minute. Uh, Alexander Matson has the best schedule now. So ultimately if he doesn't cash in now, he's never going to Houston, but I'm not too worried about that. I think at the end of the day, that's not really a huge run first offense. But there should be some good days ahead for Austin Eckler, um, for David Montgomery, who I would be starting as soon as he's available. Uh, also, Jamar Gibbs, but then also Jerome Ford. Uh, Derek Henry's got a decent schedule coming up. Rashad White has a decent schedule, certainly a lot easier than it has been for him. And Miami, oh, once they get off the bye, we've got a pretty decent schedule as well. Teams with the hardest schedule. So Chicago, so that Chicago situation is quite am uh, ambiguous. That looks quite rough going forward. Again, what's going on in Miami and going on with Miles Sanders and Chuba Hubbard. That's really tough in Seattle. And again, that might trend to more Zach Charbonnet use because they have got a difficult schedule going up all the way from now to week 15. Again, Buffalo, that another ambiguous situation. And Javonta Williams and company in Denver. So, you know, Javonta Williams is a really difficult schedule going forward. He's got the fifth worst in the NFL. So just one to keep an eye on there. Um, if he is, the, and he's not even the lead back with lead back volume. So, you know, keep an eye on that one. Um, 
Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk have the best wide receiver schedule now coming off the bye until week 15. And then that's followed by Michael Pittman. Then that's followed by CeeDee Lamb. Uh, and then followed by DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. And then also coming off that, um, the Rams and Devontae Adams. So we should start to see some upticks on some of those offenses that have been a bit stagnant, especially Seattle, especially the Rams, where they have been quite stagnant the last few weeks. Um, maybe we'll start to see an uptick in fortunes there with their schedule the rest of the way. For Miami, Tyree Kill, but I'm not worried about. Uh, and Jalen Waddle with, with, with the talent. Uh, Jacksonville, that would be interesting. Do they go more Calvin Ridley? Um, given that there's a difficult schedule, they keep going the way they're going with Christian Kirk. They got Atlanta, um, might mean curtains to a degree for uh, Drake London, who we were hoping to see big things off with this change in quarterback. Uh, Buffalo and Stefan Diggs, not worried about Diggs, but maybe I'm more worried about Gabe Davis and Shakir. Uh, and then New Orleans and Chris Olave, because that really hasn't been going too well as of as of late either. Um, the tight end position is the tight end position. I'm not really going to go too much into it. I will say that Mark Andrews has easily the best schedule, and then that's followed by. Um, TJ Hawkinson and then uh, David and Juku. Um, so I'm not really too, you know, and at the bottom end, you know, Evan Ingram has the second worst. I'm not too concerned about that because I'd still play Evan Ingram over everybody else, given that situation there. And teams near the bottom, the rest of those don't really have too strong an emphasis on tight end uh, all that much. So I'm not too concerned there. Um and then streaming defenses, if you're looking ahead at streaming defenses, New Orleans have the best uh, streaming defense option, followed by Miami, followed by Washington, followed by the Giants, followed by Detroit. Um, so they're good streaming options for you going forward. Uh, Dallas are in there at six, but they're not going to be widely out there. The Rams are still out there. They've got the seventh best schedule until week 15. So wants to look out there. Um, of the teams with the worst schedules, only Philadelphia, I think, are widely owned. Um, but I still think you can play them. But yeah, they got a pretty difficult schedule, 31st uh, ranked schedule um, from there. If I look at just the playoffs, so if we isolate and just look specifically at the fantasy playoffs. Uh... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Um, and I'm talking just about here weeks 15 to 17. Quarterbacks with the best schedule as it stands uh, through now is Jordan Love. Um, Kyler Murray uh, is in third. Uh, that's because Bryce Young's in second, but wouldn't start him. Um, and then you've got uh, David Carr, and then you've got Deshaun Watson. So uh, I talked about this a little bit with these guys, but again, just sort of quantifying these a bit more. 
Tua actually has the worst schedule. I've got some some stats about Tua, so just to be a little careful there. We're starting Tua in the fantasy plus, he does have the worst schedule. CJ Stroud, 31st. Uh, Joe Burrow, 30th. Uh, Kenny Pickett, 29th. And uh, Trevor Lawrence in 28th. Um, players at Dak are inside the top 10. Patrick Mahomes, 11th. They could be good schedules. But Josh Allen in 7. Uh, good schedules uh, for them. Uh, running backs in particular uh, schedules. Um, Josh Jacobs. So talked about Josh Jacobs being a, uh, a buy low candidate and someone who I think was bouncing back on um, the show on Wednesday when I was talking about fantasy stats, the bonus pod. He's got the easiest schedule for the rest uh, for the fantasy playoffs. So he could go nuclear at the point where you really want him to. So if you can acquire Josh Jacobs now and people are a bit out, it'd be a bit hard because at the end of the day, it's hard to acquire a top running back. It could be a good option for you. Same, Austin Eckler is, is second in that list, followed by Ramar J. Stevenson. We might start to see more growth after a positive outing at the weekend. Uh, then we've got uh, DeAndre Swift, and then we've got Bijan slash uh, Tyler Algier ranking the top five. Pacheco at six, Jerome Ford at seven, Charles White eight, um, Derek Henry at nine. All those have plus schedules uh, at the running back position, even Jonathan Taylor in 10th. So good ones there. Running backs, uh, Saquon Barkley is the worst schedule in the fantasy playoffs. It shouldn't fade you from him, but it, that upside might not be there. Alvin Kamara, but it's not really the same because he's receiving in PPR leagues. He'll be absolutely fine. Uh, Alexander Matteson is the worst schedule in the uh, third worst schedule in the fantasy playoffs. So be mindful of that. And uh, Joe Mixon uh, in 29th, followed by the Carolina Mess in 28th, and Tony Pollard in 27th. Um, going to wide receivers, best wide receivers uh, matchups in the playoffs. Seattle, so DK Metcalf, um, maybe JSN, um, and in particular, uh, Tyler Lockett have the best schedules going in, uh, followed by Arizona, and maybe this rise of Kyler Murray for Marcus Hollywood. Maybe even Michael Wilson could be interesting to see what happens there. Um, followed by um, the Giants, but I'm not going there, not with that quarterback situation. Baltimore, say Flowers, if you've got him, he's looking like he's got a really good schedule in the fantasy playoffs, and then followed by Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua, so uh, yeah, some really good ones there as well to to mind. And then also as well, Jane Reed. I think he's got a really good schedule um, uh, for the playoffs as well. And, and Romeo Dobbs, etc. Uh, plus the Eagles, AJ Brown, uh, Devonta Smith, uh, Dallas and CD Lamb also have really good schedules for the playoffs. As uh, Stefan Dix is inside the top 10 there as well. The worst Tyreek Hill, Jane Wall, I'm not worried about that. For Cleveland, this might be an arrow down for Amari Cooper for the playoffs. Washington and Terry McLaurin are ranked 30th. New England, again, Demario Douglas might be the only one you really care about. Again, wouldn't really go there. And DJ Moore is inside the top five there. And that's followed by Minnesota and that quarterback play that could really hinder uh, the Buccaneers and Richard, um, sorry, Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. So you might see Chris Godwin Chris Goldwyn get more work there, how difficult those matchups are in Keenan Allen, but I think the talent prevails there for, for sure. Um, tight end position, again, tight end position, not going to spend too much time here, but Devin Duke has the best schedule, followed by Michael Mayer, followed by um, a conqueror, but it doesn't matter in Tennessee, you don't really throw to the tight end. Uh, TJ Hawkinson uh, is a plus schedule, and then Daniel Bellinger, if, he, if it's still him, or Darren Waller have good schedules. And then going in the uh, opposite direction, uh, Dalton Schultz has the worst um, the worst schedule there for the rest of the season. Um, 
and then oh, oh for, sorry for the fantasy playoffs, uh, and then Irv Smith. Um, then you've got the Chicago situation and Cole Komet, and then you've got Evan Ingram again. Not really worried about Evan Ingram. Uh, he'll, he'll always get work in this offense, and then Dallas got out if he's if he's fit. Um, so yeah. Um, defenses quickly if you want to know the best streaming defenses i'll just give you the best ones philadelphia so while they got the tough one to week 15 gets a lot better from then the jets the rams the cowboys and then Atlanta falcons green bay um might be a good stash as well um carolina or tennessee are the worst followed by pittsburgh followed by the Ra- uh, the raiders followed by baltimore followed by Carolina, Detroit as well are in that list. So that's a little bit on the schedule stuff that should give you an eye on some um, some things to start planning for the playoffs and things to look at. So just keep an eye on that one. Um, cornerback matchups this week. I wrote about this for Fantasy Pros. You can see that over at fantasypros.com. Uh, it talks about DK Metcalf having easily the best matchup on the board, like by miles the best matchup on the board. Um, he is followed by um, Michael Gallup, but I wouldn't trust that matchup. So I'm just going by players who who have a significant sort of fantasy presence, who has plus matchups this week from a wide receiver perspective. Um, Wondell Robinson in PPR, but Tommy DeVito, can you trust that? Drake London has a good matchup. I would definitely be targeting that if he's fit, especially with Tyler Heineke throwing him the ball. Christian Watson has a good matchup, but again, do we trust him to get the ball? I'm not so sure. Tyler Lockett, JSN have good matchups uh, against Washington. DeAndre Hopkins has a good matchup against Jamal Dean, uh, followed by um, C.D. Lamb, Romeo Dobbs, uh, Terrence Marshall Jr. All of those have good matchups. Uh, Josh Reynolds, uh, as well as Mike Evans. Um Negative matchups, worst matchups on the board. Noah Brown, uh, easily the worst. He was the darling wide receiver three last week. He's won the fade. Elijah Moore, Devontae Adams is a tough matchup. Jacoby Myers is a tough matchup against Sauce Gardner. Tank Dell, tough matchup. Um, Mari Cooper, tough matchup. Um, Jordan Addison, Keenan Allen. All these guys have quite significantly tough matchups. So keep an eye on those. Uh, and then just seeing if there's a few more in here. T. Higgins, if he's going, he has a bit of a tough matchup as well. Quinton Johnston as well. Uh, just a couple of more points before I dial out of here for the weekend. Um, just in terms of potential wide receivers that have bounced back, if their quarterback play improves, and all of these are going to see an uptick in quarterback play now, potentially with uh, Deshaun Watson being fit, Will Levis playing, and also... Um, Kyler Murray being back. In terms of the catchable target rate, Mari Cooper has the second worst in the NFL. Marquis Hollywood Brown has the third worst. And DeAndre Hopkins has the fourth worst catchable target rate in the NFL um, amongst wide receivers all to earn 50 targets or more. So they should see a bounce back from all three of those players. They could potentially have decent upside for the rest of the season. Um, Wheels up for Deontay Johnson. Definitely go up there and grab him in places where you can. And then definitely looking at um, expected fantasy points leaders and this is courtesy of fantasy points data. Rashad White is definitely one you want to get your hands on and get hold of him. 
if you can't already, but start him with some confidence. So there's some good pieces in there. And then lastly, um, just beware of potentially some downtrends uh, on Jordan Anderson, on TJ Hawkins. He talks about their schedule, but obviously moving to Josh Dobbs. Um, when we see elite players have not elite or not decent caliber uh, quarterback play, uh, we see significant dips in uh, point fantasy points per game. So last season, when these players lost their quarterback, they all saw a significant dip. DeAndre Hopkins lost 6.8 points per game. Mark Andrews, 4.9 points per game. Tyreek Hill, 6.2 points per game when Tua didn't play. Michael Pittman, 4.1 points per game. And then CeeDee Lamb, uh, 1.8 points per game dip. All these guys saw significant dips. Um, I know it was bad for Devontae Adams, but now with Aiden O'Connell there, I know it was bad last week, but I would expect that to get better. Um, there was a game earlier in the season where Aiden O'Connell played. He got 13 targets. So keep an eye on that one. Um then definitely Chris Olave, I'm expecting this bounce back. So last season, uh, he was actually, if you look at um, next-gen stats um, and you work out the unrealized air yards, so that's their actual receiving yards that's taken away from their targeted air yards, he actually led the league and he's actually leading the league again this year in that same metric. He actually, if you ended the season now, he'd finish seventh on last year's list. So if we can end up getting David Carr, um, can get more work, um, it, it will work out better. So in, according to Next Gen Stats, um, Chris Olave is last in, expected in, in fantasy points over expected for amongst wide receivers this season. So if Carr can find him a bit more, uh, we could see a nice bounce back and get him to uh, a pretty good um, outing. So if we can get Chris Olave the ball more, he will start to rise into those top 24 ranks. So uh, there is like the end of the tunnel. He is a buy low because there will be some positive regression back to the mean. Just this can't continue sustainably. I know he just said he finished last last season, but ultimately he still finished as a top 20 wide receiver last year. He should start to finish somewhere a bit higher this season uh, by getting the ball. So he looks like an instant buy low candidate. So keep an eye on Chris Alave. It should get a lot better with him. And also I talked about Tua's schedule to his schedules really uh really bad in the playoffs so he's coming he's playing the 12th ranked uh third ranked and first ranked teams against fantasy quarterbacks in the playoffs um if you he he's obviously put up some big numbers but they were against the Chargers and the Broncos who were the two worst defenses against opposing quarterbacks this season take those games out to is actually the only managing um 16 fantasy points um, and would be around about QB 15, QB 16 on the year. So um, if I took those two ceiling games out, he's actually not having a great fantasy football season from perspective. It's just been masked by two huge performances. So just keep an eye on that one, that Tua might not be that quarterback from the post, but you might be stuck. You might not be able to get anything better, but he could potentially be a bit of a lead balloon for your season. If you're looking for that high ceiling, it's not going to happen in the playoffs. Um that's going to do it for me. Um, appreciate all of you. Appreciate you all tuning in. Appreciate all the time. Don't forget to join over at the Patreon and take advantage of, of everything that I do over there uh, and all the great content that I do put on there. So um, until then, Rush Nation, don't forget, as always, enjoy your weekends. Good luck in week 10. Hope you all smash it and get the dub. But until next week, don't forget, as always, keep rushing.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Support comes from ServiceNow, the AI platform for business transformation. You've heard the hype around AI. The truth is, AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into. ServiceNow is the platform that puts AI to work for people across your business, removing friction and frustration for your employees, supercharging productivity for your developers, providing intelligent tools for your service agents to make customers happier all built into a single platform you can use right now. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Visit servicenow.com slash AI for people to learn more.